Hello and welcome to episode 108 of the Mature Gamer Podcast Bits and PCs. My name is John and with me tonight I've got Clarky. Hello. And Vimesy. Hello. Well lads, I haven't seen you guys for a while. I haven't seen you since um, MGPX. I know quite a lot of water's gone under the bridge since then, but uh, did you have a good time? <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, it was good. Does that mean we're going to see you at more events in the future, Clarky? Um, I wouldn't go that far. Just <laughs> <laughs> one reveal, that was enough. Yeah, I, I, might, I, might go, I might go to the MGPX next year, providing it's uh, light on drama this time. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's never light on drama. No. Well, I, th- I think we've covered uh, MGPX plenty. Oh, that would be my shit laptop booting up in the background. Sorry about that. Um, let's crack on with this because it's uh, getting late and uh, I've got a life to live. Um, right, so let's talk about what we've been playing. Uh, Clarky, you've got several things here that uh, none of which make any sense to me. So uh, crack on. Is there a PC game in there somewhere? Uh, uh, absolutely I, not. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, I picked up The Last of Us Remastered on the PS4. Oh, that's what T-L-O-U means. Right, okay. That's cool. right, yeah. Okay, cool. uh, that's, that's how the uh, cool kids pronounce it on the internet, John. Taloo. Is it wrong? Is it wrong that even though I have The Last of Us and played about four hours of it on the PS3, I'm tempted to pick it up on the PS4, even though I know I won't play it and I haven't turned my PS4 on in about three months? Yes, it's wrong. Uh, won't stop so, you doing yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I know. I know. Ramsey and Beastie covered this last week and were positive and negative about the game. I wasn't negative about. It. Everyone keeps giving me hate. I didn't. I liked the game. I just. It's the, the the story carries the game. The gameplay is generic naughty dog gameplay. It's the story that carries it. No, that's that's absolutely my point. I mean, no, no for, just obviously to carry on from what you were saying last week. No, this by no means is is not the greatest game of all time. But is it perhaps the greatest game of its type of all time? No. Well, what is then? I would probably put something. I don't know more if you. It's, Probably something on the Metro series, maybe a Stalker series, something like that. They're all atmospheric, post-apocalyptic shooters. Um, I think The Last of Us gets away with it because it's shiny, it's glossy, um, it has several emotional hooks in there, and it's, it's not a first-person shooter. And it's on I was going to say, I don't remember it being a shooter. It's just well, an no, adventure. It's a, yeah, it's it's you know, but this this is what I was trying to say last week. I don't. I don't hate the game. I really liked it. It was up in my games of the year for that that year. I think it's probably the best game on PS3 in that in that kind of PS3 era. But I also think if it had come out on PC only, would we be quite as stoked about it? And I'm not sure we would because we have a greater breadth of that kind of storytelling game on the PC. So that's that's all I say. I think the game is good. No, I, I mean I I enjoyed or I'm enjoying playing through it again. Uh, have you not I played sh- it on the PS3 then? Yeah, I finished it on the PS3. I was going to say, I'm, I'm surprised you've gone back to it, that's all. No, no, this is the thing. I I, um, I, I kind of bought it on a whim and thought 10 minutes later I'm going to suffer from a huge dose of buyer's remorse. But uh, no, I never did. I, I'm, I'm enjoying playing through the story again. The uh, the graphics are nice and shiny again now. Um, although they, it would appear that they literally have just given it a... Uh, Sort of a, a little bit of polish. There's still, uh, I know Petro 
uh, who we uh, speak to occasionally pointed this out. There are still a few instances where there's a little bit of pop-up occurring on screen and some of the backgrounds aren't quite as polished as they could have been. But uh, overall, thumbs up from me. I'm absolutely loving playing through it again. And uh, yes, I'm still not regretting picking it up. Oh, good. I mean, a Clark. No, any Clarky thumb. I mean, a Clarky thumbs up is a real thumbs up. I mean, his thumbs been up many places, <laughs> uh, all of which. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. No, um, I don't. No, I, I, I gave you plenty of time. You could have Remember, this out better, John. What stays at MGPX? You know, what goes at MGPX stays at MGPX. Not about it anymore. Ah, well, I mean, I was. So, I, I, I was the least controversial person there. Mm-hmm. So, next on your list. <laughs> oh, well, we're all in with the enthusiasm tonight, aren't we? Um, yeah. Um, Goddess for the iOS, which uh, obviously, if anybody doesn't know, is the obviously the life-changing game that uh, is it Peter um, Molyneux, Molyneux, Molyneux was on about this uh, this this thing off the back of Curiosity. Yeah. So, yeah, it's. Um, <sighs> It's disappointing. <laughs> Welcome to Peter Molyneux's world. Well, no, this is it. this game just completely shines through why tablets and phones aren't contenders for taking over the crown of, uh, you know, being people's main main systems of choice for playing games on. Um, they've basically taken what I believe is a liked PC game and um, turned it into a uh, kind of a... Uh, Pay-to-play sort of game. Is, is anyone it? still playing Goddess on the PC? Because you say it's a liked PC game. I don't know anybody who's oh, playing I, I noticed a few people on Steam have uh, racked up quite a few hours on it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Beastie had played it for at least two hours. Ooh, that's pretty impressive. And there, was, there was some guy who's in my friends list who's putting in about 138 hours on it. And you're still on your friends list? Absolutely, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a very, very attractive game. I mean, if, for anyone who doesn't know about it, it's kind of a uh, spiritual successor to, I don't know, things like Populous and... Uh, Black and White, was Black it? and White, yeah. Um, you basically plonked in as, into this generated world as the as uh, God, and you can... The, the world's sort of constructed in layers from right deep down into uh, the ocean, right up to the right up to the high mountains and things, and you can... With a swipe of a finger or a mouse, if you have a PC, the PC version can uh, manipulate and sort of destroy or stretch out the landscape at your will. Um, unfortunately, this requires worship points, um, which you're given probably given freely on the PC version. But oh no! Yes, yeah, so have to wait 15 minutes at a time for on uh, on the <laughs> iOS version. So this is basically God tapped out. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I was going. To, I was going to go on to this. This is basically a a more artsy fartsy version of The Simpsons tapped out. Um, you you get uh, you can speed things along like house building, um, etc. etc. by uh, by using gems which you occasionally find <laughs> around the landscape. But if you're the impatient sort of person, you can purchase them for a modest fee. How modest? Um, well, I, I yeah. think uh, two ninety nine is the uh, the lowest one that I saw. For, mm. I think for twenty gems or something. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's uh, it, it's quite obviously pay to play as soon as you as soon as you kind of boot it up. It's not as in your face and controversial as the remake of Dungeon Keeper was, where it was practically 
flat out asking for you for your money. This one sort of uh, every time you do something which you don't currently have the funds to do, you'll get a little uh, a little card will wave in the bottom corner saying, "Here I am. Click on me. Buy something." Uh, but yeah, it, it, I am. In, I enjoy the game for what it is, but I, I think this is something I'm going to pick up on the PC. Uh, well, that's, at, that's that's interesting. If you're yeah, at a set cost, that. so that I don't have to fall into the uh, horrendous trap of microtransactions. Well, that's not so bad. I mean, at least it's got you that interested that you're actually tempted to sort of pick up the game. No, it is a nice game. I mean, don't get me wrong; it looks absolutely beautiful on the iPad, yeah. um, but. Yeah, I, I think I'll uh, I think I'll uh, plump up for the PC version and uh, rid myself of microtransactions. Well, which bit, I, uh, I, I kind of find it a little disappointed in a way that you know he he sort of made this huge elaborate bloody cube thing that everybody had to chip away at. Yeah, and write crass comments on, and uh, <laughs> we were waiting for something amazing at the end, and what we got was a potentially average PC game and uh, more pay-to-play trap on the iPad. Which I mean, I'm, I'm quite flippant about it, but that's only because I don't really know anything about it because it came, it kind of went into beta, lots of people slated it, and then it kind of almost soft-launched. I don't think I've, I've heard anything about Goddess since it launched. Um, you know, last Was it last year? It feels like last year. It probably wasn't, but no, it feels I like it. it was certainly earlier on this year. If yeah, not was it? Year. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just disappeared from my consciousness completely. So, <laughs> um, you know, and I keep a fairly not close eye on all the sort of sites and stuff, but I certainly haven't heard much of it at all. This is the first I've heard of it for months. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, if, if, in a way, if you want to use it as a demo for the PC version, then go ahead and download it. I think it's only about 150-something megabytes. All right. Um, no. And obviously, just don't be falling into the trap of microtransactions. Yeah, not going to happen. And that's all I have to say about that. Um, as I've nothing more... <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Um, I thought you'd like that. Hey, this uh, is exactly I'm... what this show needs, some uh, silly comedy voices. <laughs> well um, done. I... Thank you, John. <laughs> as um, as I've, I've, I have absolutely nothing in the way of gameplay, um, I thought I'd talk about a few things that I picked up. Um, I finally ridden ridden myself of the dark shadow of owning an Android phone, and picked up an iPhone five C. Well done, good lads. Which I, welcome I to am... the uh, master race. Well, no, oh. th- th- this is it. I, I originally started out on Android. Uh, um, which frustrated me because it, I mean it was when I got it it was very much in its infancy and you, you had you had problems like um, your phone had, your phone had started to slow down a lot after about three months of usage etc etc you'd have crashy apps that would bloody slow everything down um, so I picked up an iPhone 4s loved that but then um, when when the contract for that sort of expired I thought well I'll, I'll try Android again um, thinking that things would have changed. Um, which unfortunately they hadn't, and I had regretted getting the uh, the Xperia Z that I had beforehand um, greatly uh, because it was just the same sort of thing. Worked okay to begin with, and then they just suffer from all sorts of niggly little issues that just piss me off. So I've uh, qu- jumped back on the uh, iOS bandwagon. I'm, I'm very very happy with this. I know it's not the latest spec, but uh, I bought I bought it in the nice. Uh, Nice green finish. Oh, very nice. 
um, for a form which has actually has a plastic shell on it. It's extremely well built as well. It's, it's, it's really a nice, nice though. It's a nice plastic, isn't it? It is. Yeah. There's absolutely. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm being serious. No, 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 he's, he's, he's absolutely right. It is. I mean, you'd expect on a plastic device for there to be sort of a, a, you know some flex with it, but I mean, I'm holding it in my hands and trying to bend it, and it's just not moving at all. Sorry, did you say that on purpose as a joke? Or... No, no, that was completely accidental. Oh dear. Uh, yeah, I'm very happy to be back on uh, back on Team iOS. Um, and I don't think that I'll be going back to Android for a very, no, I, very long time. I just bought my wife a 5C for her birthday, and she, um, she's first sort of her first smart. She was using one of the old, remember the old Nokia's that you know, literally the kind of when you think of a pre-smartphone phone, the not was it the fifty ten or something? I can't remember what it was now. Fifty two ten, something like that. Is that that black and red one? Oh no, it's just it's just like you know a bog standard mobile phone with buttons on it, and you know, Worm was about the only kind of game that was on the, on the screen. And she's gone from that to a 5C, and she's like, oh, oh, oh. so she's all over that. So um, well, I'm, I'm I, holding off for the 6, but I'm... Yeah, it, it, it was the same with my missus. I think introducing her to an iPhone was probably the biggest mistake I ever made. Mm. We'll, we'll, we'll be sat watching a movie on, an, uh, on one of the evenings when she's not working, and I'll kind of look over, and she'll sort of have her head down. She'll be playing some sort of <laughs> stupid game. I have put this to the test before as well, to see if she's paying attention now. We were watching a film a few weeks ago, and uh, it, it was five minutes in. I looked over, yeah, the head's down, the head's looking down. <laughs> Just stop so uh, that. <laughs> I, uh, I paused the movie, and uh, I think it was about two or three minutes before she even noticed. <laughs> but yeah, very happy with the iPhone. Um, my last item, um, which was receiving some complaints at the beginning, is I picked up a, a new microphone. Which I'm actually no fuck off, Hansy. <laughs> which I'm actually using now. It's very what, nice. It, it was on sale. It was reduced from its usual sixty quid down to twenty two pounds on Amazon. And I thought, what the hell? I fancy doing a bit of podcasting from my armchairs. So here I am. Um, I picked up the uh, the Tiki microphone, which is uh, made by Blue. Who uh, what the manufa- band? No, no. The the, uh, the audio company, the ones who manufacture the snowballs that some uh, of us use. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what's it like? It's all right. It's all right. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's quite clear. I think the thing, thing you should point out about this one is this is just like a USB jack port. It's like a... It, it is. It's, it's tiny. It's, it, it's... Well, it, it's kind of a slightly funny, odd-shaped pen drive. It's... Uh, I think if you if you had to look at a picture of it online, it kind of looks like a snail. It's got... Uh, Sort of the rectangular base of it, then it's got the the mic part in the centre, which makes up the round bit, and then it sort of peters off at the end and gives you your little uh, your little snail neck. Oh, oh that's nice. Um, yeah, it has a it has a nice little mode which I'm using now. So uh, if I actually stop speaking um, after about two seconds, it will automatically mute itself so that it's not picking up any background noise like the refrigerator that's always useful uh oh, so the only problem is um if i hit any of the keys near it it does sort of bring it to life uh, but it's doing a pretty good job i would say of cutting out any background noise yeah sounds all right to me mate to be fair it is, 20 it, 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 well no it is it's very very solidly built even uh, built the uh even the, 
packaging it came in was uh, was of oh, decent quality. It was one of those, you know, those tough plastic cases, yeah. sort of the flexi plastic. Drives me uh, bloody mental. Yeah, and the uh, the sort of the the end of the box is actually a carry case for it as well, and it comes with a little USB extension cord if you want to kind of move it away from your laptop or if you're using it on a desktop and you want to position have you, it somewhere else. Have you else. pinned it to your shirt yet, like what they do on the telly? Uh, no, it won't pin to your shirt. Mm. Uh, it is completely made of metal except for the blue logo, which is very, very nice. It's oh. got a brilliant build quality to it. and uh, Sexy bit of kit. There we go. Pick yeah, one up. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Um, that, that's, that's, that's all I have in the way of uh, gaming content for you guys tonight, I'm afraid. Very good. Well done, Clarky. Thank you. Bye, MC. Um, I have been progressing down my road of Dota 2 Dum. Playing um, or watching? Um, okay, a little bit of both, but we actually got... Uh, <laughs> no, we did all right. We, we got five of us on off the forum um, together on Thursday night, and we had, we had three or four games on Thursday night um, as our kind of first attempt at playing as a team. And it went about as well as can be expected. Um, lost most of them, won one. So, you know, we're holding on to that as hope. Uh, but it was yeah, it was good fun actually. It was good to play it. I've been playing lots of bot games, which don't really teach you very much apart from the basic kind of when to click, you know, and how to last hit and stuff. So um, it was nice to be able to get in and start thinking a bit more tactically about what the team's doing. And 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 I think the good thing was that every game we play, and you were kind of going, "Oh bugger, I shouldn't have done that," or you were kind of learning from it. So um, yeah, I'm quite looking forward to that. It looks like it's going to be a fairly regular thing. Um, Thursday night doted them. Um, You're going to have to try your best to drag me onto this. I mean, the, the problem I have with these MOBA games is that I, I can't bring myself to play them. But when I do play them, I do actually enjoy myself. They are, I, I don't. I, I find it quite cathartic, quite interesting. I think the strategy of it. It's quite why I quite like watching it because it's a bit like watching very fast-paced chess. That's a really way of weird way of saying it. It's. it's it's just it's like the <laughs> tactics of it. I like I like I I watch it and half the time I haven't got a clue what's going on. But if you've got a decent um, cast of commentating on it, it, it does make all the difference. And you kind of you, some of the things you can see people pull off in, in late game and stuff is just unbelievable. So it's um, yeah, I'm still doing that, uh, but I'm not going to go on back too much. I think, Clarky, to be honest, the one I'm kind of waiting for after um, what Beastie was saying last week is I'm kind of looking forward to Heroes of the Storm. Yes, because I think. You know, looking at Dota is there's so much to learn. People have been playing this game for thousands and thousands of. I never going to catch up, um, and it does sound for somebody who hasn't got the kind of time to pile into something like a MOBA, um, something more possibly more simplified like the Heroes of the Storm might be might be something to go. So I'm quite looking forward to that coming up, but really loving Dota at the same time. You're not cheat like you can on LOL and buy like a higher level character. No, this is a free-to-play game. Fair enough. Thank you. So, um, yeah, I've been doing that. And then um, I've actually been playing quite a lot of Elder Scrolls Online as well. Um, so I've surpassed level 10. So I've made it past my usual MMO sort of staple. I'm now level 15. Um, and actually really enjoying it. Um, the stories are the kind of the most interesting bit about it. That they kind of, if you play something like wow or, or um any of the other kind of mmos i play they tend to to kind of signpost you where to go so you start in a zone there'll be one character with a quest symbol over his head you'll go and get your quest he'll take you to point b 
at point B, there'll be person C waiting to pass you on to person D. And actually, they kind of have that for a central thread of your main storyline going through the kind of the, the, um, the first island I was on, well, second island, really. And um, But the real interesting bit is, is, is very Elder Scrollsy, where you actually kind of go off the beaten path. You just dive off. If you look on the map, say you've got like an oval island type thing, mm. and you draw a line straight up the middle, that's kind of where your main quest line will take you kind of up the middle. But there's all these bits on the map. You know, you get the fog of war where you can't see what's what's around because you haven't discovered it yet. Yeah. If you dive off to the side and you kind of go and have a look on the east coast, the west coast, whatever, um, you suddenly start finding other little things, little side quests, little, just like you would in, El, in an Elder Scrolls game. You know, when you, you kind of, you, you just say oh i wonder what's over that mountain you go and have a look and you find there's a huge castle there and there's a, a whole quest line that starts off or there's a village that's under siege or and, they, and they've done really well so far with the stories of really uh, i'm gonna say really elder scrolls i'm gonna say that quite a lot because they're quite inventive um they're quite they've got kind of got a dark humor to them um and actually make doing the quest even though the quest might be you know the standard kind of go and go to point a b c d and engage with them which will kick off a big monster and then you can destroy the monster and those quests aren't going to change much they're kind of mmo staple but the storylines around them do actually seem to work quite well um Mm. i'm I'm really enjoying it but um if beastie were here be the first person to say yeah enjoying it for now i'll be bored of it within a week which 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 is maybe but (laughs) Yeah, for the sixteen quid I paid for it or something, I'm I'm quite happy to to do that. Uh, I'm getting more than a pound an hour's value out of it, so I'm I'm quite happy with that. That's fair enough. I mean, uh, given given its pedigree, is it uh, riddled with bugs or no. have you had a relatively had smooth one. experience? I haven't had any bug whatsoever. Um, mm. I really I really haven't. Um, it's uh, I, I I just I can't think of anything to say about it from a tech point of view uh, it took a while to install then repatch and whatever but that's to be expected it does the usual mmo thing that really pisses me off which is the same on any game really where you you want to log in for a couple of hours and you 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 boot up the launch and it says oh you've got a patch to download and you know it's a three gig patch and that's you know bugger them that's that's my game time gone because there's no way i can play it because it's got a patch out but that's only happened once so i'm not too worried about it um, and they do tweet out when that's going to happen normally, so you can kind of plan your game time a little bit. But no, I've been on it lots. I've had, um, I think I've put about, I think I did a, a slash played and got something like 17 hours or something like that. Um, and I've rinsed the first island. I've literally just gone in the, the first the first island, which is supposed to take you up to level 50. I have literally rinsed it. I've, have, I've you, done it. have you uh, teamed up with anybody? Yeah, I've done, um, I did a, a couple of group quests. Um, what's, what's actually interesting is I'm finding the community it's, it's weird I mean I'm sure it's not all like this but um, a lot of the time if I bumble into a dungeon a public dungeon you know which is basically one where you don't have to group up often you'll bump into somebody and you'll be doing the same kind of quest and you will just help each other just you'll, you'll end up pairing up or something like that and kind of going through the dungeon together even though you're not chatting to each other you're not even do, using any kind of you know any chat box or anything like that or any emotes or anything you just just tend to kind of help each other and you'll you know a bit like um this is a bit far-fetched really but it's a bit like journey you know because you're kind of like I'll, I'll 
go off into a dungeon with somebody and then they'll they'll run off and then they'll stop and they'll wait for me to catch up and then so you kind of get that unspoken kind of teaming up which is quite nice did a mm. um my first kind of uh instance dungeon um the banished cells uh which was quite good and you know i think uh was it four or five of us i think five of us charged into that and um that was quite a, that was quite a good little dungeon um quite interesting again the story it's a bit hard with public dungeons because it just seems to be quite chaotic. Um, they're really running everywhere, trying to bash everything over the top of the head, but it worked quite well. Um, one of the really good things I'm liking about it is you get, you know how in Skyrim you get kind of point, skill points every level yeah. that you put into certain trees. So basically you, you level up, depending on what you do, you level up. So if you're wearing medium armor a lot, your skill in medium armor is going to go up just like it does in Skyrim. Same if you're using a two-handed weapon instead of a single, you know, a, a a, a, a one-handed sword and shield your your skills are going to level up in that but also every level you get a skill point which you can then put into those things like in skyrim with your restoration skill or your um uh your speech craft skill or, or whatever you'll get certain skills like similar to that but what's really good is because i was talking last week about having problems with the classes not really understanding how they worked particularly and what I was supposed to be doing with it. Well, I did a little bit of reading and I've kind of come up and I thought, oh, bloody hell. To respec my character only cost me like 30 gold. So when I got to the island, when I got to the island I'm on at the moment, which I'm about level 15, um, you can go to a certain shrine and you can worship and you can pay 30 gold and you can respec your entire, um, your entire tree. So I completely respect my character, a bit like Kingdoms of Amalur. To give some context to this, um, 30 gold um, is not like in WoW where it's quite a lot of money. A normal mob at this level will drop two gold when you kill them. Ah, right. So it's fucking cheap is what I'm saying. I can't remember. I'm sure I think there's something like, um, I think it's, I can't remember what it is. It might be something like. It might be one gold piece per skill point you have to reassign or so I don't know, but it's 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 cheap, put it that way. Um so that's really good because if you make a mistake in your character build, you want to just try something different. So for example, I started mine off and I was looking at going with a bow and um as a backup a one handed sword and shield. But I've swapped that out completely and I'm now using a two handed sword and a, a, a staff of destruction. So my build's completely changed and it's cost me fuck all. And it's just given me that freedom to go and play and toy and see which build I prefer to, to play this game in. Um, and I'm really, really enjoying it. And it looks bloody nice too. So, um, yeah, thumbs up from, from Vimesy. Uh, my thumbs have been up more things than Clarky, but um, it still holds its value. Oh, body. please. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that, that was that. So that's my MMO. So that's a, a MOBA and an MO. Um, and the next is... Uh, the one you keep pestering me about, mainly because you lent it to me, um, Kid Icarus. Yay. Um, I can't remember the, what's the subtitle? Uprising. Uprising, that's it. Kid Icarus Uprising on the 3DS. Um, this is kind of the game I actually bought a 3DS for. <laughs> so I thought about how I played it, since we sat there for a month. Um, first thing to say is that 3D effect is quite good, but I have to have it on the lowest setting because it just buggers up my eyes otherwise no i mean to be fair enough whenever i play a 3ds game i'll i'll, I'll check it out with the 
full 3D settings on my. I generally send, set it to the lowest one when I'm uh, yeah, sort of I, getting into it. I still have it on, but I have it on the very, very lowest, you know, just before it turns off kind of thing. Yeah, um, I, I think Nintendo pretty much admitted that the 3D thing was a gimmick that wasn't really selling by uh, sort of releasing it, the 2DS. When it works, it works really well. Oh, no, nicely. absolutely, yeah. I mean, the sense of depth. I mean, what you're talking about with Kid Icarus is basically a game of... Uh, each level is a game of two halves, if you like. The first half is very space harrier it is yes. you're flying through the sky you have a, a weapon of some sort and there are lots of different upgrades and whatever but you start off with a, a, a kind of gun which just shoots and you you move your character around the screen to dodge the incoming fire with the left thumbstick and then you use your stylus on the touchpad to aim your cursor so you're seeing everything on the top screen all the actions happening on the top screen, but you're using your, your cursor, your, your stylus on the bottom screen um, to control your your where your your reticle is going to shoot the enemies, and then you're using the um, left bumper button to shoot. So that's your trigger, basically. So yeah. you've got the left thumbstick to move about, your left trigger to shoot, and your stylus to aim. No, I, I couldn't. I couldn't do with that control setup. Right. Um, I, I feel bad now because I should have sent you the uh, the little stand that came with the game that makes that sort of setup a little bit easier for you as well. Um, cool. No, what I did, I just I, I sort of mapped the target reticule to the uh, to the actual uh, the four the sort of the X, Y, A, and B buttons. Yeah, uh, I'm not I, sure I could have got done. With that. I don't mind the stylus at all. I think it's, it works absolutely fine. The thing I'm having a problem with really is just my left hand cramping up. Uh, because it's so not because you're holding the whole weight of the ds which isn't much particular or anything like that but it's just because you've got to you you are you're having to support the three the 3ds with your hand whilst your thumb and your finger have to remain quite loose because they've got to operate the controls so you're kind of you're it, it just means your hands in a very awkward position and I find it very hard to play this game for more than about 20 minutes at a time. Having said that, 20 minutes is absolutely fine. You can get a couple of levels done in this game. And yeah. this game is superb. It's really fucking good. Um, it's It looks bright. It looks wonderful. The the mechanics are great. The shooting's great. Um, but the thing that really... It's just it's laugh-out-loud funny. It, it really is. Oh, no, it is. The, the one line is the dialogue between Pitt, who's the, the angel, and um, his god. Uh, I can't remember her name. And Palutena. Pal- that's it. Um, it's just bloody funny. Um, and I've just... I've, I'm not very not hugely far in. I've just met Dark Pitt. And um, the, the dialogue is great. And, some, you know, some of the stuff that happens is... I do like some of the stuff it shows you on the... Uh, the sort of, where the speech appears on the bomb, where it's... Uh, I think pretty early on where they're talking about Medusa and, uh, you know, rather than give you a uh, an image of what she looks like, you're basically treated to an image of what she looked like in the old NES version on the bottom yes. screen. Yes, yes, they do hark back to kind of lots of nods to the original Kid Icarus. Well, what I liked about this, I don't know if you've reached that point yet, it, it, it got to a point where I thought, oh, I must be near the end of the game now. Uh, and that was actually the point where it kind of opened up and started to interesting i don't know literally like i said i've just met dark pits so i don't think so i'm still doing the very much every mission's kind of the same you start off with your space harrier mission 
and you fly through that and that looks beautiful and that with a 3d effect on just a bit the the sense of depth and speed you get doing that is just fucking brilliant there, there are levels that you know we talk about kind of um space harrier but it, there's also bits that are reminiscent of pilot wings and also reminiscent of things like fez uh not fez what we're talking about um oh christ what's it called res sorry um so you know there's 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 brilliant and then basically you you land and you have you have um on foot sections where you have your kind of castle or your your map or whatever and you navigate through that again same mechanic you're using the the left thumbstick to move about on the ground this time left and your stylus again aims but with the swipe of the stylus you kind of move your character around 90 degrees if you want to change which way you're looking and things so it's it's a beautifully designed game but it just it makes me wish that kind of you could there was some way of making you being able to hold it the ds in one hand better but um yeah definitely if you've got a 3ds you should pick this game up it is it's it's wonderful, really no, wonderful. I, I, I was always surprised by the amount of... I mean, it was one of the games I got earlier on, but it, it's always surprised me the amount of content that was actually in it. Um, I mean, you've got your online mode, which I think has actually been switched off now. Right. Um, but, I mean, it had an old, a whole sort of multiplayer aspect to it, an online multiplayer bit. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's just all the little things. It fits in the... Uh, the, the the thing you can do with the fighting them with the AR cards. and Yeah, I haven't tried that yet. That's good. The hundreds of weapons you can get, and the fact that it, it sort of lets you try the weapons out before you actually fly into a mission as well. Yeah, there's an awful lot of of, of upgrading what I haven't tried with, so that there's lots of different weapons you can equip. So you're not just stuck with the, the, the gun. You can have pure melee. You can have long range ones. You can have all you know all the pl- standard plus and minuses. You know pros and con weapons. So yeah, I'm looking forward to delving a little bit more into that and and and, and seeing where that takes me. Um, and then last but not least, because um, because I felt like it, um, I started uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution um, on the Wii U. Um, now, I bought this on launch on the PC, so I played through it before. I haven't actually finished it, um, which is odd, because the original Deus Ex was kind of the game that really got me into PC gaming big time. It was the first game where I I played where I sort of started it in the afternoon and then looked up after finishing it, and it was like f- dawn was breaking. You know, it was it was one of those back in the day when I were young, um, <laughs> and uh, so you know I picked up Human Revolution, which is I think the third one after Invisible War, and um, apparently, according to Steam, I put something like seventeen hours into that one, but I don't think I actually finished it. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure. I was probably being the perfectionist and trying to stealth every mission as usual. Um, so yeah, I picked this up on on um, Wii U for about seven or eight quid new off Amazon or something like that. I mean, it's ridiculous prices for it. Oh, yeah. And um, it's bloody awesome. It looks a bit dated now, uh, but that's not because of the Wii U. It's not because of the hardware before anybody starts shouting at, it's not next gen. Um, It's just because it's an old game now. It's got to be four years old, isn't it? If not older. Um, But it is, it's just wonderful. And the way they've integrated the, the Wii U pad, the game pad into it is quite quite good as well. So you, you normally it's got your map on it, um, which is great because it, it means that you can kind of you're, you're using the first person controls to guide um, guide your character through through the kind of complex or whatever through the corridors through through the the, 
the uh, the lab laboratories, which was where I was, where I was at the moment. But on the screen, you've got the map below you where you can kind of see your enemies, which makes it a little bit easier just to kind of just plan your, your route through uh, trying to avoid guards if that's what you're trying to do. But then obviously it um, doubles up as your kind of inventory system. It also, you know, so you, in your inventory, you've got, so you've got what, what you're carrying, but it's also got all your stuff like your your implant upgrades and stuff and all that kind of stuff's held on that. So your book means is basically your big telly screen is, is fairly uncluttered of crap. There's not all that stuff thrown on the screen as it normally is. It's, it's, it's done very, very nicely. Um, no, I, I mean, this is one of the things that's, uh, that kind of piqued my interest on this as well. And considering it obviously hasn't done very well on the Wii U because of, you know, the amount of people who actually own them. It, it, it did actually go, the extra mile because uh, I believe it, it fixed uh, a few issues that were present in the uh, the PC and co- uh, other console releases. Yeah, I mean it's 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 been it's another one that's not remastered. I can't remember it's director's cut, isn't it? Is what they're calling it. But there there was some there was some lots of issues that I originally had with the the game when it came out, especially the first boss fight was a stupid. But they they you know they fixed quite a lot of these things now. Um, and made changes to them and and slicked down and, and you know so this is the definitive version if you like and um i think the only thing i'm having trouble with is um is with the aiming because the aiming on the right thumbstick on the gamepad is so it's it's quite difficult for me to do i think it's just because i haven't loosened that stick up enough to sort of be able to you know i'm used to my my, my 360 controller on my ps4 pad and I find that there's something about the way it's tensioned in the gamepad that makes it a little bit more difficult to aim, but um, certainly not insurmountable. And I'm sure I'll get used to it. But the game itself is 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 is, is Deus Ex. It's it's very similar to um, it's very similar to any kind of. I liken it in a way to a lot of the Naughty Dog games, so Uncharted, even Last of Us to some extent, and um, Mass Effect in the sense that it is basically. You walk into a zone, a room, or whatever, and you have lots of waist-high things like desks or barriers or cars or something, and you maneuver around them, through them, cover-based shooter, third-person cover. Oh, except it's a first-person, but as soon as you go into cover, it pulls you back out, and you're looking at third-person. So, you know, um, the story is looking good. Um, I remember quite a lot of it from the first time around, but it's it's engaging enough. The choices that you get are are kind of the the dialogue conversation is really good in this because if you've ever played a bethesda game where um they kind of give you when you get to a conversation tree or even like in mass effect or something like that it kind of gives you an idea of what what the person's gonna say so you pick one and then it just goes off on a tangent you hadn't realized it was going to go down mm. you kind of read the description of what the person's going to say and then when shepherd says it you're like whoa, whoa 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 i didn't mean that hang on Whereas in this one, it, they, the descriptions are much clearer. It actually gives you the first line of dialogue, and that is the way it, you know, it will play through. So, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's slick. It's you know, it's an old game, but if you have got a Wii U, and I think quite a lot of people have picked them up recently. There's a lot of Wii U love at the moment, um, and I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Really. I, was, I was saying on Twitter the other day, it's, uh, or actually on the front of the forum, that you know, it's my most played console outside of the PC. My Wii U gets turned on far more than my PS4 does at the moment. So um, yeah, so so that's it for me. Um, no, I, I'll I will I will probably look at playing uh, Deus Ex on the Wii U. 
probably around about a week or so after you finished yeah, it. Yeah, I figured it might be that way. <laughs> something. So um, if John's still awake and we've bored him to death, I'll, we'll pass back to John. He can tell us about his entire holiday session of gaming. Not quite. I'm hanging on in there, lads. <laughs> Dear. We right. did promise you a quick one tonight, didn't we? Yeah. So um, I've played Bugger All. The only thing I've played is um, League of Legends, unsurprisingly. Uh, oh. In all those three weeks since I last saw it. I'd, I've said it before, i said it again. I just don't think I'm interested in video games. Uh, <laughs> Brilliant. Honestly, I'm not. Um, so I went on holiday and uh, there's always a few tales, none of them very interesting at all. Uh, you'll be pleased to know that uh, I made a promise to myself and to Jane that I won't be taking five different laptops. Um, Three? What that actually meant is I left the big, heavy Alienware at home. Uh, I still took... So I took my MacBook Air, I took my iPad, I took my DS, 3DS, <laughs> I took my Vita... <laughs> Uh, I bet you didn't play any of them, did you, John? Vita and the DS didn't get a look in. <laughs> I, I hope they were all fully charged when you went through. <laughs> they, they were. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I asked him on the way, and I said, "Do I need to prove that all of this stuff turns on, or was that just a bit of a myth?" She said, oh, "Don't worry about it." Oh, great. Yeah. No, uh, she probably looked at it all and thought, "Oh, fucking hell, no, I'll just go through." <laughs> I tell you what, they they made a lot more effort in checking stuff on the way out than they did at the fucking. Egyptian airport, Jesus. <laughs> I think they're just glad to get rid of people, to be honest. Like, on, on, you, on you go, mate. Um, so, yeah, so because of that, I thought, oh, I'm going to play some games. So I spent loads and loads of time um, copying and updating my passport drive, you know, a one terabyte hard drive with mm-hmm. all the Steam games that I'd won, League of Legends, all of that, so that, they'd, you know, all the... But the only games I could take, of course, were the stuff that would run on OSX, because I took the air. Mm. Um, I did try one game of League of Legends on my first afternoon there. Um, yeah, we noticed. And uh, the the lag was horrendous. Still won, though. Um, but uh, <laughs> That's probably what made you win. You were so, lagging it. So I kind of gave up with that and thought, oh, well, what I've done is I uh, got a load of, um, what I did is I actually ripped um, The Walking Dead Season 3, I think it was, and Game of Thrones Season 2 onto my passport drive because I thought, well, these have been hanging around for a while. I really should really should watch these. Jane's got no interest in watching these, so I'll watch them. So that was all fine. Um, I found that I could watch three episodes on my air before they, it died. Um, so I thought there's got to be a way, better way of doing this, and I didn't really like taking my uh, MacBook down to the kind of the pool side. Um, so me being me, I thought, well, what can I do here? And I thought, well, why don't I run a Plex server on my laptop, leave it in the room charging, and then just Plex client to it on my iPad. Uh, okay, stop, because I'm going to sound like a complete idiot. What's Plex? Plex, P-L-E-X, is one of the most popular kind of media server and client bits of software for kind of... Uh, um, I was for... getting mixed up with either online currency. No. Plex is like a media server and you can get clients for oh, PC, okay. Mac, iPad, iOS, all of that. Right. So I thought, well, if I, if I just have the, 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 the Mac upstairs in the, in, in the bedroom 
I can create a personal Wi-Fi network to it from down by the pool. Thankfully, my my room was um, facing As the do. facing John, the pool. Such a geek. And I thought <laughs> I'll get more. I'll get more power. I'll get more data. Uh, more power out of an iPad because it's not running the hard drive and stuff. Anyway, long story short, that kind of worked. The trouble is that it was range. Um, although I was right next to the pool, as it were. If you you know if we couldn't get a sunbed right near the kind of towards, then it was it was no good. Anyway, that's an aside. That's that's just the reason how I've managed to end up down this rabbit hole. Uh, obviously, I installed Plex on my MacBook and and you know create create a library of the stuff in my on my um, hard drive. And of course, now I want to do it for everything. Uh, oh, sorry, that'd be a key. Um, So now I'm um, in full-on media centre mode again. Now, previously I gave up on running a media centre. I be- thought this is why you bought the Xbox One. Mm, yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. Hang on, I don't think you understand. Right, okay, right. Long story short. Well, no, okay. Whatever. So Plex, you get a, a piece of server software. And you've got clients, and basically you serve you, you can you can serve all your data from this central point. Okay, so previously I've tried this, and um, what I had was a MacBook Mini. Uh, sorry, not a MacBook, a Mac Mini running as the Plex server. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and then I had all the data on the on a on a NAS drive, and it never seemed to really work that well. Um, Maybe the Mac was a bit underpowered. Maybe the, the NAS was a bit underpowered. Uh, maybe it's just because I got so fed up of ripping DVDs and worrying about um, subtitles and shit that I never really got around to using it properly. Anyway, my MacBook, my Mac Mini, as we know from previous failed podcasts, is a bit <laughs> flaky. <laughs> so I didn't want to use that again. I thought, well, okay, why don't I just get a NAS that will do everything? And the trouble with mine, uh, the trouble with Plex is that you need to. Tr- um, if you if you set if it sends the full image, the sorry the full file file to a device to a PC or whatever over the network, that's fine. But what it does, it transcodes on the fly. So if you're connecting to it from a from an iPad, it will transcode it at the server to make it a you know so it will um, make it a more suitable image for for that client so it will reduce it so you're not chucking mm-hmm. 20 gig across your wi-fi network it's transcoding mm-hmm. on the fly and everything i read said that um most NASes are just not up to the job they just can't do it they can't transcode 1080p and there's me sat with um a load of 1080p Basically, just straight Blu-ray rips. I haven't done any hand-breaking or anything like that to change it into a different format. Because, frankly, I can't be asked. I just want to have a like a network copy of my Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be compressing it or whatever. So I, th- I, was, thinking, I was thinking around, well, it's going to cost me about a grand minus any discs t- to put it onto a NAS. And I thought, well, long story short, I got around to the point thinking, why don't I just leave my PC on the whole time? I've got this six-core Mac Pro. It's proper decent server. It runs quiet, runs cool. God knows how much power it's taking. Uh, why don't I have that as the Plex server? 
Um, and then I got around to thinking, well, I don't really want to keep keep the, the, the files on the network drive. For a start, I've only got a ReadyNAS Duo. Uh, and it's got a very, you know, it's not very powerful. Copying stuff to it, stuff stuff to it is a, is frankly a bit of a bind. I've got that two terabytes there mirrored, so I've got two terabyte. I got one two terabyte disc and another two terabyte disc. So if one of the disc fails, then I can just whip it out and put another one in, and the kind of the mirror will rebuild. Um, have we gone? Can you hear me? No, no, I can still hear. I don't know what happened there. I can hear you now, but it all went a bit. Yeah, it all went a bit funny then, didn't it? Um, I got around thinking, why don't I just stick an external hard drive on my Mac Pro Mm -hmm. and leave that running? Because I've got all that processing power. Um, I don't need to buy another NAS, uh, so I'll do that. So I got around to looking at external hard drives, and uh, I received yesterday a. GTEC 8 terabyte external hard drive uh, which looks exactly like my Mac Pro and it sits atop it looking all nice and lovely jubbly now, How the tro- much is 8 terabytes these days? This was 500 quid Bloody hell Ooh. Well to be fair I mean I'd run out of disk space on. No what? I just wondered how much it was I'm, I'm not criticising you for buying no, it No 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 no. I'm, I'm just justifying it to myself and anyone listening <laughs> Especially if Jane's listening. Um, yeah, I'd run out of disk space on my internal hard drive. So it was going to cost me, if I was going to get a three or four terabyte drive to go internally, just to you know handle everything that I've got on Steam that I never play or anything like that, it's going to cost me 150, 200 quid just to get a three or four terabyte drive. I thought, oh, fuck it, why don't I just, why don't I just, just get this eight terabyte one? And then if I need to add to it, I can just stack another one on top of it. And they'll look nice and lovely so anyway but the trouble is you've got a choice of either Thunderbolt which my Mac Pro doesn't have or USB 3 which my Mac Pro doesn't have and I thought well what's the point I, obviously you're backwards compatible with USB 2 but one of the points of this is I want to be able to copy files across quickly so I went looking for um, further down the rabbit hole and ended up buying a USB 3 card for my, for my Mac Pro just to clarify, my Mac Pro is my desktop, my tower, not a MacBook Pro. A, it's a it's a tower. Um, and then I looked into that, and uh, oh, you, to get USB three, you need a you know a PCIe card, and you need to add some extra power onto it. And I thought, oh, fuck, you know, I know there's not any power because it's not like uh, you know a PC that builds yourself where there's like octopus levels of fucking yeah. cables locking around. There isn't any in there. Um, the solution was apparently to plug it into the um, a spare um, hard drive power port because I've got four hard drive bays in it. Um, but I didn't really fancy that. And then I kept doing some digging and I found one that is optimised apparently and doesn't need an external power, uh, an additional power supply. Job done. Sorted. 25 quid that I've got that. I've got a USB 3 hub to sit on top of my desk so I can plug my passport into it without having to fiddle around um, plugging it in the back of the of the server. Plugged the new hard drive in it, uh, which comes with its own power supply because it's a big chunking beast of a thing. Um, and all of a sudden, I've got an eight terabyte drive on my uh, on my Mac Pro. I've t- installed um, 
the Plex server, pointed it at the folders, which contains TV shows and movies and stuff like that. And because I'm, you know, obviously because it's kind of it's copying copying across USB three for my passport drive as I've built the built the built the library up because it, I've got a three point seven gigahertz quad core processor, it's all running lovely and lovely and great. And I can, you know, I, if I if I launched a a Blu-ray movie, bear in mind these are direct rips. There's no yeah. compressor or anything like that. Um, it looks great on the on the iPad and on the iPhone. Starts in you know half a second or a second and it's coming through one of the great things that i that i got uh, that really got me into this is that with plex you can kind of download a copy you can you can you if you're connected on the network you can go to your your media center and browse through the things and say oh that film i'm going on a train trip now sync that to my ipad and then it will transcode it and download it to your internal storage on your iPad. So you, if you're going away for a few days, you oh, can say, I'm okay. going to have that, that and that, or I'm going to have this series of TV. And then um, keep it stored locally and transcoded, fit for fit for use on your iPad or your iPhone. Oh. So it's all very good. So that's, it's, that's kind of a bit of a rabbit hole that I've gone down, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of still in it. My only real issue... Is that um, I still have no mechanism to view this Plex media in my living room because there is no Plex client for Xbox One. Can't you just shove a Chromecast in or something? I could, but I don't want to. Apparently, apparently they are developing a Plex client for Xbox One, but apparently the guy that's doing it is under NDA not to talk about it now. You sure you got loads of because you you could use what Roku you could use absolutely Amazon I could use a Met Roku and a Roku and a Roku has a Plex client for it I could use a PS4 because that I can actually you can actually stream it through the PS4's web browser but you, for some reason you oh, can't do it through the Xbox do believe it or not it's not bad uh, I no, haven't I'm sure it's not, I just I'm not a fan of the the, the PlayStation's web browser at all uh, but... okay but I mean. I mean Whatever, I'm not going to be messing around that. I'm going to be waiting for the Plex client to come along, or maybe drop some money on a Roku or something like that. Mm. Um, but as it is now, um, yeah, it's great because I, I can put all this stuff out to all the laptops, if, you know, or, or the or the iPads or the or, or the iPhones and whatever. Good, and you can also have music as well. So if you're like my family, they're really shit. They always come to me, John. I, I need to get some money, on, uh, get some music on my phone we'll fucking sort it out you've got a laptop install bloody itunes <laughs> do you know what i mean but with this you again with the plex thing you can you can serve up um music and you can do the sync thing so rather than cocking around with itunes which is frankly shit they can just go and select what the music they want and just download it to their ipad does and it work on multitasking uh, in the sense of you watching a film while your daughter play his music while your wife watches Corey. I don't know. Yes, absolutely, because um, I've got the six, six. So that's six that's core. all based on your own hardware, but it yeah. doesn't stop you in the actual software. No, 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 okay. no, no. It's all good. So yeah, everyone could be. I mean, I'll probably do a bit of a uh, you know kind of a, a 
stress test. stress test on it and get loads of things lined up. Oh, I'm tempted to do that now, actually, thinking about it, but I'm supposed okay. to be doing this podcast. Not so. while we're in a call. <laughs> So, but yeah, so that's that's kind of where I've, where I'm at. I'm, I'm sure I had loads of stuff to th- for the to be able to get the, the the sync service. You have to subscribe to Premium on Plex, which is about seventy nine dollars for a lifetime membership, or you could pay like three dollars a month. I thought, oh fuck it, just seventy nine dollars. Just do do three dollars. Oh, you've actually bought it, have you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, because you can't do the sync without it. You can't do the local sync without oh, it. Oh, you try out for a couple of months and then splash yeah, on it. Whatever. Um, yeah, so, so I, I don't know what I thought. I had more to say about it than that, but I haven't. So the the, the, right. the end result is that I I'm not running it from a from a NAS drive because it would cost me, as I said, about nine hundred quid for the chassis plus all the discs. Mm. Plus, when you if you put all those discs in and you fill up the discs, you've got nowhere to go from there except for replacing the discs with these external hard drives. I've got four USB three ports at the back of my PC. Um, I can just stack these eight terabyte units, one on top of each other. Um, nice. If I go beyond the eight terabytes, and also, obviously, you know, it's a lot easier for me to to. Although I can't rip directly to my Mac because the Mac doesn't have a Blu-ray drive, I can just rip to my um, rip it on my laptop with a Blu-ray drive onto the passport, plug it in, copy it across. It's all nice and quick because it's USB three. You know, like mm-hmm. seventy, eighty megabytes per second. Mm. Um, and, and jobs are good, and, and frankly, managing all the all the data is so much easier when it's you know connected to your own PC. Well, you can make your money back by flogging all the Blu-rays. Well, yeah, I'm in two minds about that because you wouldn't steal a car and all of that shit, would you? But um, <laughs> it's all that sounds familiar. I, I, I'm not really into oh, that. Come on. I'm not really into that, but I might do. I mean, I think some things I will keep the actual Blu-rays for. Uh, like uh, Lord of the Rings extended versions. I mean, I'll rip them and all, but I think if I'm having a session, I don't know. I don't know what the quality's like because I can't see it on fucking i. I can't see it on the big TV, can I? Because because uh, there's no yeah. Plex client. I have been messing around with something called iMedia Share on the iPad, and what you what that does is that goes and finds the that kind of acts as an intermediary. It can go and take data from the from. It can go and see the files and whatever on the on the Plex server. And then it kind of acts as a relay, and that can output it to Xbox Video. Yeah. But um, I think I was trying to throw too much through it because it's a bit choppy, and also, um, you know, uh, you know, and it's relying on the Wi-Fi. Then, uh, uh, so I think my possibly my files were a bit big to be doing that because it was doing it. It was fine. It was just a bit choppy, and I thought I don't I don't want to be watching this. So maybe I'll go and throw some money down on a on a Roku or something just to see me buy, or maybe I'll reclaim my Mac Mini because ultimately I I can reuse the Mac Mini. I think long term I may think about actually getting a quad core Mac Mini and running that as the media server. Again, I can, again I mean that's got USB three ports all over it. I can just I can plug these external hard drives into them. Have them sat in the in the AV unit in the living room and um, serving all this data. But I, I tried to do it the cheap way to to see, you know, where I go. I was talking to a guy at work the other day about this. To be honest, the trouble with all this is I haven't got enough. There's not enough days in the hours in the day to watch all the fucking movies and stuff. It's just yeah. it's 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 more like a collector's hobby thing now. 
Yeah, I'm not going to watch media. it. You're just going to collect them and and feel satisfied that you've got all your media stored in a, in a nice, neat, and accessible manner. Um, yeah. Anyway, but that's uh, that's that's kind of what I've been doing. Any questions? Any advice? Any? If you want any advice on me, obviously I'm I'm clearly an expert in this. Um, contact via via the forums or via Twitter or whatever. Happy to help. Happy to hear your your ideas. Tell me where I've gone wrong. What you know? How I've made a right old balls of it. But uh, yeah, as it is, it seems to be working okay. Cool. Cool. And that's uh, that's that really. Any other questions? I'm sure I had more to say about that. <laughs> no. I don't know. You've done 20 minutes, John. I mean, that's not bad. Really? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> not that we were timing it. I thought it was going to be. Weren't. I thought it was going to be more interesting than it actually turned out to be. Anyway. <laughs> but, uh... no, it's just, I don't have that kind of level of content that I want to, you know, stream. I tend to, like, if I've got box sets of series, like you say, unless they're really good series, I watch them once and sell them on. Um. So I don't tend to have. I like the idea of having it, but I don't actually know what I'd put on it. I think the music thing might be more interesting to me. But we've only got one room in the house we really listen to music in anyway. So yeah. Oh, well, uh, obviously, I'm going to be retiring the NAS drive, so I've had to move the Squeezebox server onto my PC as well. So, but that works all right. Um, uh, so my NAS is pretty much redundant. Ah, that's what I was going to say. Um, the eight terabyte drive. It's, it may be two drives in RAID, but it's it's striped. So it's two four gig drives essentially, and I thought, right. well, I could I could I could set it up so that it's mirrored. So if one of the drives fails, then I can swap it out. But the reality is, it's a sealed unit. So I thought, well, I'm just going to use the eight terabytes because it's amazing how quickly this space gets kind of used up. I've only you know I've only ripped a few drives, and I'm probably well into two three terabytes of that eight terabytes Jesus, already. already. Well, yeah, oh. if you if you rip at the full at the full. Uh, I suppose oh, also Blu-ray. A film's 30 gig. Yeah. A decent two-hour film's going to be 30 gig. As I say, because the DVD quality's 5 gig, isn't it? 5.7, so... Yeah. So, so, so he really yeah. chunks into it. But unfortunately, what I'm now thinking is I'm going to need... I am actually going to have to go buy a NAS drive. <laughs> another Fuck. NAS... And like a four or six bay NAS drive. Not necessarily the one with the powerful processor, because I don't need it to do any of the transcoding mm-hmm. stuff. Just one, which is with enough, enough bays that I can... Um, you know, have nightly backups so that, you know, we look for the differences in any files and, and back that all up. So mm-hmm. I might be able to do that significantly cheaper, but it's still going to be, well, what, what six, Lots four terabyte drives? He's still looking six, seven, under eight hundred quid just to do that. Um, I don't know. It's a fucking, it's a minefield of. It is a bit, mate. Yeah, just as I said to the missus that I'm going to stop spending his money as well. <laughs> <laughs> Nice anyway, let, I doubt let, she believed you. Let's move on from that. Um, but again, as I said, uh, I'm very interested to hear people's questions or thoughts or anything about this. And also, the NAS, my new my NAS drive is going to be for sale. Um, I think Tiger Bear is quite interested, and I think Proton's actually interested as well. But uh, if you're interested in a two times two terabyte ready NAS duo, which is perfectly good for you know, DVD, DNA serving, act as a squeeze box, backing up, you know, everything, you know, pictures, songs, all of that. Uh, yeah, give us a shout. Right, releases, there isn't any. Is that right? Yeah, that's basically it. Oh, no there's one's bothered to look for it. No, no, there's, there's Assassin's Creed Pirates, but 
but that sounds like a mobile game. Even though it's listed as being a PC port, it's very much a looks to me like a mobile game. Um, I got nothing until Diablo 3 comes out, and that's on the consoles. So, um, mm, next yeah. big PC release. Ooh, uh, the Metro Redux on the 29th of August. I think that's coming out. Um, I'm stretching here, so no. Uh, nothing, don't bother because really. I'm bored already. So. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll cover that when we come to it. I need an ice cream because uh, I've talked too much. Uh, we'll have a quick break and we'll catch you in a bit. Hello, welcome back. Uh, right, so let's talk some movies, books, etc., etc. Uh, Vimesy, what have you got for us, mate? Um, well, since my resurgence of, of finding my my uh, projector and being able to watch things on the big screen in my living room. I have been delving into my mystic vaults and uh, dug out Tintin. Yeah, okay. Uh, <sighs> what? I've been waiting to watch this film for ages. Um, so this is this is uh, the recent. I didn't realise it was a Spielberg bloody film. Um, but yeah, this so this is Tintin um, animated version. Looks amazing. Looks really good. Have you guys seen this film? No, really. So you're mocking me. You're mocking me, are you? I've seen um, Tintin. Is this the one from a few years ago? Yeah, I quite liked it. It's good. It was really good. There's some really, really funny moments in it. Um, the animation is brilliant. There's some really, really good kind of um, nods to the comics. So the first scene you see Tintin in, that he's kind of getting his portrait drawn in like a marketplace. You know, one of those kind of street caricature artists and he's getting his done he sort of shows him and it looks like Tintin does in the comics but behind him are all the characters um photo you know uh characters painted up on the board as the you know like the artist showing his wares or whatever and um it's uh, I, I thought I thought you were going to say something to do with Nazi propaganda no no I wasn't going to say that well it, it was famous for that at one point wasn't it sometimes you worry me yeah so anyway, um, so yeah, it's a spiel bag. It's got uh, Stephen Moffat wrote the screenplay, so that probably says it, and Edgar, Edgar Wright as well. So I mean, it's it's pretty damn good. You've got I think Jamie Bell does Tintin, Andy Serkis is in it, Daniel Craig's in it, Nick Frost, Simon Pegg. Um, so it's got a pretty good cast. The story is 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 loosely based around the um, the the unicorn. Um, sort of Red Rackham's treasure, sort of those comics, but it, it throws in, it, it it loosely plays with that. It, it kind of digs stuff from all sorts of different parts of, of the Tintin universe. There's some lovely, uh, again, nods to the comics with things like, when they, in this one they go to, um, I'm going to say Arabia because I don't actually know exactly where it is, but uh, the, 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 the sheikh there who's hosting... Um, who's hosting a party, has a statue of the crab with the golden claws uh, in in a fountain and things like this. And there's, there's lots of little nods to it, lots of little Easter eggs. Um, it's basically, the plot's a bit of a mishmash, and, um, but it is just like a proper Indiana Jones-style adventure. It's really, really good. Um, so highly recommended for that. Um, next, I watched... Um, why should I go with this one? Yeah, okay. So... My local town hall, well, it's not my local town, but it's, it's a five-minute drive away, did uh, do a, like a kids' movie 
session thing. So they have the big projector movie screen up surrounds, you know, all that sort of stuff. And they just bung some some seats in a hall. And they were showing Postman Pat the movie. And it was really good. I took my four-year-old to see it. And um, she loved it. All the way up to about the end. Um, where it gets a bit fucking scary. Um, not kidding. Um, this is Postman Pat. This is like a preschool. Oh, Again, come on. Oh, no, seriously, right? It's fucking scary. There's like... <laughs> it is! You're talking... This is, this is you know... Um, this is a preschooler's movie, okay? All right? And it's basically... It's it's not like the, the TV series. It's, it's a computer-animated version of it. Again, it's got a really good cast in it. It's got... Um, who you got? You've got Jim Broadbent's in it because he's in everything. Rupert Grint does um, one of the voices in it as well. He's the guy from... Uh, you know, Rupert Grimm plays the King Ginger Blokey from Harry Potter. Can't remember his name. Ron Weasley. That's him. Thank you very much. Logan <laughs> Keating's in it. Stephen Mangan does the Postman Pat voice. Oh, I um, like Stephen Mangan. Yeah, he's very good at it, actually. Um, so you get, you get, you know, David Tennant's in it. He's in everything as well. But it's, it is good. And... Well, what, what's, what's scary about it? Does Mrs. Goggins go on no, and have you, have you seen... at the end? Have you seen this film? No, I haven't. No. Okay, so here's here's a bit of a warning for you. If you, if you are if you have children, preschoolers, mm, okay. So the first hour of the film is wonderful. It's really funny. There's some love again. Really good nods. Um, all the voices are different though, which is a bit of a a bit of a shake up. But it's okay. You, you get used to it quite well. But there there are lots of little nods and also quite a lot of. Um, it takes the piss out of itself quite well. The the plot is essentially. Um, Postman Pat wants to take Susan, his wife, who's become a bit of a hottie, it has to be said. Um, oh, Jesus. Sorry, Sarah, not Sarah. Yeah, well, she has a bit. Um, he wants to take her on a honeymoon because they never got to go on a honeymoon. So he wants to take her to Italy. But then he gets back and finds out that um, the SDS Corporation have got a new executive who's cancelled the bonuses. So that's that out the window. Um, and he's looking to make the post, the, 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 the kind of post service more efficient and all this kind of stuff. Um, so he goes home and uh, on telly is a uh, kind of a talent show on TV hosted by Simon Cowbell. Um, <laughs> yeah. And if you win, if you win this talent contest, you basically get a trip to Italy and you can see where this is going already. Right. So the next auditions just happen to be next weekend in Greendale. So Postman Pat and the entire village turn up for this audition. It's really funny, and um, AJ, the train, the um, Asian train driver's rap is just just brilliant. It's, it, you can't see it to believe it, um, and it's really good. It's um, it's it's a really fun fun movie. I was seriously, I went there, and all the adults in the audience were pissing themselves laughing. Kids were just kind of watching it, you know. The adults were actually really like laugh out loud. It was very funny in parts. But then towards the end, what you basically have is um, the evil corporate executive uh, is basically trying to make the post service more efficient and creates all these Pat bots. So they're robots that look like Postman Pat, but they have red glowing eyes. And at the end of this thing, these, there's, there's a horde of these basically doing the zombie shuffle, you know, arms outstretched at night in a dark alley, uh, chasing Postman Pat and Jess. And it is actually quite scary. They're all sort of, you know, glowing red eyes and whatever. And then you've got Jess's, uh, a Jess bot, so a, a robot cat, which has got fucking evil sharp pointy teeth and red laser eyes that fire lasers. And at some point, the, um, the fur gets taken off Jess bot. And it is literally like the Terminator. 
it's what it and my thought was just going oh, i don't like this dad no, i don't like it i don't like it i said it's all right dad. and i had to actually literally sort of turn her away so if you have got preschoolers and you're thinking about watching this just be warned if they're <laughs> sensitive songs you may want to be a bit, it's no laughing matter clocky it was scary she was crying and lots of the other children in there were as well i have you know it wasn't just my daughter being a wuss it was it was it was heartbreaking are you sure they were crying at the film and not at uncle john i'm gonna take any notice of that um <laughs> so yeah so great film i will get it on dvd but will probably she'll probably want me to just skip the end because it's just like, and I'll probably get it more for me than I am for my daughter, because it was quite amusing. Um, and then the last one I watched, uh, I I had a night to myself where the wife had gone out and my daughter had gone to sleep. So I put on um, The Hobbit, Desolation of Smaug, which I hadn't seen yet. Uh, it just came out on Netflix. So whacked that on and spent a delightful evening in the company of... Um, Bilbo and his Hobbit friend and his um, dwarven friends. Um, I don't know what to say, really. It's more of the same. Um, it's still very, very good. I am a little worried that they're just... They're kind of making it into just never-ending chase sequences. It's a bit Tom and Jerry in parts. Um, you know, it just seems we're going from one chase scene to another chase scene, and it's kind of over-egging it. This is not the story of The Hobbit I remember. I know they're bumping it out a bit and they're saying that it's coming from um, some of the extended writings of the universe, but it does seem that they are really stretching it out quite a bit. Um, still an amazing film, though, and at no point boring, but sometimes you're just thinking, yeah, you could have shortened this chase scene by about 10 minutes and quite easily gotten away with it. But, um, yeah, no, still I, excellent. I, I... I I I, uh, I actually enjoyed this one more than the uh, the first Hobbit film. The first um, one was slower paced, though. Yeah. Right way. With you saying it was boring, then I mean I absolutely love it. But um, it was about a month ago. I had all the kids here and boring. What was boring? No, I mean I had all the kids here. Me and the missus said, so you know, we'll watch Desolation of Smog. And uh, by the end of it out of seven of us, there was just me and uh, Harrison, my middle child, still awake. And the end credits popped up and we just sort of looked at each other and gave ourselves, you know, like a cursory, yeah, we made it through this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it does mean there's, there's bits in that there's like um, the whole river chase. Well, basically the, the, the whole coming out of the elven um, out of Mirkwood and then um, that, that whole chase sequence goes on for far too long. All the fight scenes, basically just seemed to be an excuse for Peter Jackson to do more stunt stuff and have more um, Legolas in it being Ponzi and, and doing lots of cool things with arrows. And, you know, the, the fight scene, the, the bit with Smaug towards the end where the dwarves kind of take on, you just thought you could have shortened this, you know, this. where are you taking it? And um, I don't know, it, it, I, I still really enjoy it, but I think the pacing suffers when they try and they try and do these really extended fights god knows what the extended edition is going to be like because that's what i'm obviously going to hold out for because that's what we we do um but it's going <laughs> please don't make the fucking chase scenes any more extended because it really is turning a bit tom and jerry but yeah so that was it uh tintin great post and pat great but scary and uh the hobbit there you go that's it brilliant so uh we're going to downtime now because John's got about 20-odd films he's going to go through. <clears throat> oh, what about me? Yeah, we've got... Oh, oh yeah, go, yeah, that's you. Oh, that's true. 
Yeah, well, I've only got. I couldn't so pronounce half of yours, so I just thought. Um, well, the first one uh, is one I watched last night, which was uh, Transcendence, which is the, uh, the the Johnny Depp film where he dies and comes back to life as a computer AI, okay. um, which was very nice. It, it, it kind right. of wouldn't it, it wouldn't have sort of felt out of place as uh, kind of a prequel to the Matrix trilogy. Okay. Um, I, I can't really say much without spoiling it, but it was very, uh, it, it it was sort of low on action and uh, more high on story. It was uh, it, it was a nice film to watch. Uh, the, the missus might uh, enjoy it as well. Um, I know Amanda because she didn't look quite as look much. Uh, end up looking at her iPhone through it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Transcendence. Give it a watch. And, uh, another thumbs up from Claire. Oh yeah, and and, and this, this I'm, is, I'm intrigued by this. Oh, one. The, the, this is uh, this is the latest uh, shocking American crap to come out. Uh, this is something I watched on Now TV. Oh. Um, it's a, a TV, a sort of a, a reality show about the, uh, the the Amish mafia. Okay, go yeah. on. Um, the, Apparently, all the uh, the Amish people in uh, Pennsylvania basically have uh, they, they have the equivalent of a mafia who sort of take care of internal matters, and you know if if, if somebody runs uh, if one of the uh, regular people run uh, run one of their carts off the road in their uh, in their uh, sinful motor car, the the Amish mafia basically pay him a visit, you know, ask him if he's going to pay for the damage, and if he doesn't, just uh, put a shotgun round through his windscreen. Are they allowed to use shotguns? Uh, well, they did when I was watching it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they, they sort of knocked on this. Uh, I, I, I hear some to use the word trailer trash, but uh, person who lived in a trailer uh, knocked on his door and said, "Look, you know, you've damaged this woman's car. Are, are you going to pay for it?" And he was just, you know, looking at him like he's, you know, you're Amish. You're not going to do anything. And. Uh, it sort of told him to get off his property, he uh, slammed the door in his face, and the uh, the Amish mafia guy promptly goes back to his car and pulls out an automatic shotgun and uh, blasts his windscreen out as repayment. It's typical Americans acting up to the camera, though. Um, I mean, all, all the other stuff's just ridiculous. Like, they're... Uh, the, the, they're going around speaking to people who think they might be having an affair, which is a huge sin in the Amish community and stuff. And it's just, it's just stupid American TVism. Yeah, you might like it though, uh, Ramsey. I mean, the, uh, of note, two of the uh, two of these sort of mafia Amish mafia figures. One of them looks like Peter K. Um, and the other, <laughs> yeah, the the other one's kind of a very uh, stupid. Very, very dumb, stupid Nathan Fillion lookalike. Careful what you say, my boy. No, Be seriously, careful. he does. He's a spitting image of him. Mm-hmm. I kind of, lo- I kind of looked at uh, when I was selecting it off Now TV. It sort of had the picture on, and I thought, is that Nathan Fillion? But, uh, no, it, they, this is this is typical American trash. Uh, d- just give it a watch for the fact that it's just cringeworthingly hilarious, mm. and that's about it for me. John, amazing! Wake up! I'm wake here. up! I'm here. Go <laughs> <laughs> on, run through your huge list. Uh, He's been on holiday. He'll have about thirty films here. I've been holiday. I haven't watched any of these films on holiday. 
Uh, I did watch on holiday, as I've mentioned before, Walking Dead season three, which I enjoyed immensely. I think people said that it was getting a bit tiring, but I quite still enjoying it. It does take him a long time to do anything, or not to do a huge amount, but um, yeah, I'm still enjoying that. I'm really looking forward to season four coming out on Blu-ray. I didn't, I haven't, I've been so behind, I haven't caught it on kind of like, you know, when it's being shown on TV. So um, I'll carry on as I started. But I just watching the Blu-rays. Uh, Game of Thrones season two took me a little while to get back into understanding what the hell was going on because it's been a long, been a long time since. I saw season one, but uh, I really like Game of Thrones. Um, I just received the other day Game of Thrones season three on Blu-ray, so that's ripped and ready to watch this week. <coughs> uh, on the TV front still, uh, I started watching Orange is the New Black. Have you guys been no, watching I, this? I, I, I'm not, but it, I, I kind of had my interest peaked in it today, because isn't... Uh... Isn't Captain Janeway in it? She is. And it, That's I, what piqued my interest. I didn't recognise her either. I, I wasn't a big Voyager fan, truth be told, but um, uh, I was thought, when I saw it, Janeway was quite hot. Um, she's not in this. <laughs> she's a big Russian woman. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, so that was a surprise. I don't know but, but I, we got into this because uh, the girls watched it and they said it was good. And um, I really, it's made by the same people who did Weeds, and I really enjoyed Weeds, what I saw of it. In fact, I must go back and rewatch Weeds, because we started halfway through it and then lost it uh, towards the back end of the <laughs> the last cent- the last decade. So, um, But I really enjoyed Weeds, so it was great. But uh, this is basically a story of um, a privileged rich girl who um, finds herself in prison. Um, and that being a lady's prison, and it's, what it isn't is you know a, a gritty, um, a gritty story about you know having to put up with you know um, really harsh conditions. It's so it's not prison cell block H. Is this what you're telling me? Um, I guess it is. I mean, it is hard conditions, but I mean, it's all it's all it's all about camaraderie and. All sorts of stuff, and obviously everyone gets into their little scrapes and whatever. And there's they're always building up the backstory of how the individual people got there, and uh, yeah, it's really good. It's a, it's a it's very much a comedy drama though. It's funny in places, but uh, generally a drama. Definitely worth checking out. I mean, watch the watch the first couple if you're not interested. Don't watch it, but uh, we're persisting with it. I think it's really quite good. Right, films. <clears throat> One of you lot mentioned Noah the other week. Was that, um, uh, what's his name, Yoda? Probably. It wasn't me. Have you lot not seen Noah? No. I no. saw the trailer for it. See, that's it the trouble on, with this section. It's on my list. With this, that's the trouble with this section. We talk about this stuff and no, we, we can't have a conversation because no one's ever watched the same stuff. It's Noah. Quite a good conversation about Post and Pat. Well, yeah, oh, we I did. can't believe I missed that one. I agree. I, I, I'm intrigued by um, Postman Pat, definitely. Um, Noah is, uh, of those of you unfamiliar, is the story of some bloke who gets tasked by God to build a boat to save all the animals at the expense of all the, uh, the expense of humankind because they've turned into a bunch of thugs and whatever. Um, this That's is a bloody good idea to me. This is a uh, interesting take on the biblical story. Um, it has. Uh, I mean, it's not 
a 19 you know it's not like your 1950s biblical epic it's it's very much a kind of a modern take on it um you know there's industry there's um although it's not set in the modern age you know there are modern elements to it i mean there's no iphones around or anything like that but uh you know that they they're using metal and um uh, there are industrial machines and um there are these watchers and these are fallen angels and they're kind of like rock monsters uh, and that's quite an interesting little plot twist and uh, I generally thought it was alright uh, I think definitely worth watching if you get a chance to uh, I paid for it and watched it on um, Xbox Video which continues to be amazing what a great mm-hmm. service that is and uh, I recommend you check it out. And you're not going to get preached at. It's not a load of uh, Christian mumbo jumbo. It's uh, it's quite a good action story with a biblical undertone. Is it Russell Crowe doing that? It is Russell Crowe. The, I the... do like Russell Crowe. Master and Commander is one of my favourite films. Oh, it's a brilliant film, that is. Uh, the delightful Emma Watson, isn't it? Oh. Oh, don't, get, there, don't get started on Emma Watson. We had, we had an entire... Evening, just throwing photos of Emma Watson around Skype not so very long ago. <clears throat> but moving on rapidly. Moving on. Anyway, check that out. Right, okay. Things that are a bit more interesting than uh, just a biblical epic thing. Uh, the Book Thief. Have you seen this? No, but I've read the book. This goes yeah. into the category of films that I was made to watch because the girls <laughs> and Jane wanted to watch it and I reluctantly watched it and loved it it was a great film absolutely wonderful um really i mean i knew the nazis were bad um <laughs> oh jesus john <laughs> well no the nazis were bad but this this film is from the perspective of a young german girl i mean you might you might fall into the trap of thinking this is Anne Frank but it isn't this is a young German girl who um, who's, who is living through the war and um, she steals books but that's not a major plot point hence the name um, I can't give anything away really it's no, it's a really can't. really nice really nice story um, and makes you think about things um, about certainly about how the Germans were treated by their own government, if that's what you want to call it, during the war, and uh, very much recommended. Um, have you got anything to say to that, Vimesy? Having read the book, no, uh, yeah, the book's good, um, very interesting. Very again, you can't say anything, um, really. I'll be interested to see all the films like that. I wasn't particularly interested. When I've read books, I tend not to want to see the film. But um, yeah, on your recommendation, I might well. Well, um, I I enjoyed it immensely, and it's got the bloke who helped Colin Firth learn to speak in the King's Speech in it. Oh, and he's very um, good. Jeffrey Rush. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Better known from Pirates of the Caribbean, to be honest. But... Oh, is that him? Is he? Yeah, Bar- oh. Bar- 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 Bosa. Ah, got it now. Didn't didn't realise. Very interesting. Anyway, yeah, go and watch that. Okay, Saving Mr. Banks. Have you seen this? No, I've never even heard of this. <laughs> now, this is the story, is a, is a film about um, the authoress, if that's the right word, of the Mary Poppins book. 
being taken, brought over to America by Mr. Walt Disney to make, to, well, theoretically make the film Mary Poppins. However, she is very, very reluctant. And apparently this is a true story, it's certainly based on a true story, um, about how um, she absolutely detested, um, certainly initially, what um, what they wanted to do with her story. I'm not surprised. It's a travesty, Mary Poppins, the film. Is it? Yeah, damn right it is. That accent that he puts on. Oh, well. I don't know about that. Anyway, and, and there's the whole backstory about... Uh, there's a whole backstory about how you know you you see the this girl who's played by Emma Thompson, not as a girl, obviously, um, play uh, growing up in Australia and kind of you, some of the influences, obviously, to how she wrote the Mary Poppins story, and uh, you know, and a lot of the trouble that she's having with the translation from what it was meant to be to what actually appeared. I'm sure we've all seen Mary Poppins, the film. Um, and she absolutely detested the idea of any animation and stuff like that. Um, but uh, the lady, I forget I forget her name, she was played brilliantly by Emma Thompson. Who P.L. Travers. P.L. Travers. Yeah, she, Emma Thompson was brilliant at it, just uh, being this old battle axe who was I take, love Emma Thompson who was not taking no for an, for an answer and um, yeah I, I really recommend it and it joins the list of films with um, Tom Hanks in who played Walt Disney um, you never see a bad Tom Hanks film um, can you think of one we've, we've done this before what bad bad a bad Tom well, Hanks film <clears throat> well you, you could pretty much say um Oh, what's the bloody name of it? The Dan Brown books. No, versions. what's wrong with that? I mean, that's not really his fault. It's more the material, to be fair. What's wrong with that? Um, Everyone's. I think that's the trendy thing. Not that one. It's, no, 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 not the. Um, as in, not the, uh, the. Angels of Demons is the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, I thought it was all right. It was okay, but it's it's not a great one. Yeah, but I didn't say it was. I mean, sure, Tom Hanks done some okay films, but I mean, Cars. Jim... Ah, that doesn't count. That's a voice. <sighs> Did he, did he even Catch do a voice in can. that? I don't Catch know. Catch me if you can. Is that the one with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? That was all right. Mm, all right, whatever. Anyway, so I recommend Saving Mr. Banks. Again, <laughs> I can't give too much away, but it's a, it's really interesting. If it doesn't sound... It's more interesting than it sounds. Put it that way. Um, finally... Uh, a film I watched last night because we were having our usual argument. Oh, what are we going to watch? What are we going to watch? And um, we found this little British indie comedy called Downhill. Oh. Now, this is a great little film. Um, again, it sounds shit, but isn't. Uh, basically, this is a um, fly-in-the-wall documentary style. Uh, think kind of it's kind of like I think uh, Blair Witch Project but nothing like that so basically it's been filmed by one of you know one of one of the parties as they kind of as they kind of go through this it happens to be the son of one of the guys but the the main story is about these four characters who get together after have not having seen each other for 30 years to go on a walk from to do the coast to coast walk from yeah from yeah. Uh, I don't know edge of the Lake District over to the North Sea, from the Irish Sea to the North Sea. And uh, 
It's a quirky British indie comedy, and it's brilliant. And it's got Martin from The Green Wing, uh, if you're familiar with The Love Green Wing. The Green Wing, yeah. Yeah, you know, the little doctor who kept failing his exams and stuff. Uh, um, and some other people that, I, due to my ignorance, I don't really know. Um, but it's really, really good and really, really funny. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's no spoilers in the fact that they just walk from one side of the country to another. And where, did you, where did you find this? Is this on? This was on Xbox Video. I think oh, okay. it's, it's a recent release, but obviously, I don't think it's what it's not one of those things that necessarily made it to cinema and is therefore out pretty much straight away. But um, I have to look for this. It looks interesting. I like it. Kind of, it might be something to get the wife to watch. As well. It's got an eight. It's got a rating of eight on IMDb, and um, nice. it's very good. Um, I have to, can't, but I can't tell you anything about it because it's just a story about these guys walking from one side of the country to the other. But a very enjoyable hour and a half of your time doing it. <clears throat> I think that's it. That wasn't that big a list, was it? Yeah, that's all right. I've imparted no information there about anything. It's, I've just read down a list, which is what I always <laughs> seem to do. But it killed some time, didn't it? So I've um, been doing that for 108 episodes. I know. Amazing if people still keep listening to this. <laughs> no idea why. People, MGPX people came up saying, oh, to me, oh, I really enjoy your show. I, 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 it's, it's the best one. I was like, why? Why on earth do you enjoy it? It's dreadful. We read lists. We read lists and make gay innuendo jokes. Well, I suppose. I've heard worse. <clears throat> right. Um, news. Here this is go. the best I could do at short notice, John. I'm sorry. I've... <laughs> Don't worry about me, mate. I've got to be up at half five in the morning. I want to go to bed. Oh, well, it'll make it relatively quick then. Um, tonight, they launched the... Well, launched... They revealed Call of Duty Advanced Warfighter multiplayer reveal. Um, it's basically Halo. It seems to be the most bouncy thing of, of sort of Call of Duty game I've ever seen in my life. Um, they brought the exoskeletons in and it is literally bounce fest time. It's like Halo and Killzone had a baby. Um, so I'm not quite sure why they're revealing it. It's like, do other places go and have reveal events for their multiplayer? No, but it's Call of Duty. I'm I'm pretty much through with Call of Duty now. I can't see that up here. So, uh, but that was revealed. So go and check it out. It's all over YouTube. Um, bestest steam news ever. Basically, (laughs) steam have included the uh, ability to hide games on your library. So if you have got, um, a rather dodgy game on your in your library, and you don't want to, you know, like if, if say for example, somebody takes their Alienware to MGPX and doesn't want everyone to see the Barbie's Horse Adventures is on his Steam library, he could hide it from them. Um, so <laughs> this is this is how scant news is at the moment, especially PC related news. And then lastly, um, if you've got Origin installed as a client, uh, Wing Commander Three at the moment is free on origin oh brilliant so um i've already got it um go 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 get no ties oh, I, no I strings just yeah go get. I, I bought that on gog a while ago how the hell does that play on a modern pc badly it... probably the, 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 um, so, the, so they've not made any effort with the video or anything it literally is the original it, it is literally the original oh. i think they've, they've they've had to play with it a little bit obviously for modern day processes and stuff um, but just because of the speed it would run out. <laughs> but if you want but... to play a slightly iffy space simulator and watch cutscenes as if you're watching a VHS, 
Wing Commander's the way to go. Yeah, I, I, I did have this on the PlayStation One. Um, I remember it was on about four discs. I mean, don't be too concerned. But I mean, I've I've got um, both free space games off GOG. Uh, they've been kind of they work fine on a modern day PC. So if you worry about that, don't. Hey, look, it's free. Go get. Um, that's that's it. That's news. That is literally pretty much as as much as I can get. We'll just have to wait for Beastie's report from Gamescom to get some decent news. Um, but that's you know that's all I got. Amazing. Oh, on, he's not going to be enthusiastic about it, is he? Beastie, he might be. No, I suspect there'll be cynicism. Possibly. It was all right. Cynicism, disappointment, and yeah. Yeah. Not Half-Life 3. Hmm. We don't know yet. It might be revealed. You never know. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's it. So, John, you might as well wrap this bad boy up. And it certainly is a bad boy. Um, right. I'm glad I came back for this. <laughs> I feel valued. Don't well, need to be bad. Don't need yeah. to be valued by me, mate. It's the, you, you just say, it's the listeners just say, that we need to be worried about. Oh yeah, Jesus! Listen up. You just say goodbye for another month, John. No, I, <laughs> I, I, won't, I won't be gone for a month. But I can't promise. I'll, I can't guarantee I'll be playing any games. Um, right. Okay. Facebook um, forums. <laughs> just reading more lists. Reading. <laughs> it's amazing. It's, uh, yeah, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com Mature Game Podcast. We have a website, www.maturegamepodcast.com. And in there, you can go to the forum where there's lots of conversations and there'll be someone selling a Ready Naz Duo very soon. <laughs> so uh, go and check out that out. Uh, come and join us on the TeamSpeak server. I saw that you were trying to get a load of people onto the TeamSpeak server the other weekend. Did that? Uh, it went a treat. We had about three, four. Amazing. Yeah. Um, stunning um, don't let that put you off the TeamSpeak server typically has <laughs> probably 15, 20 people oh, no, no, there were lots more time. people in the TeamSpeak server it's just the people that turned up for the event were like 3 or 4 but it was good, we still had a good time good, what did you play? it was between Titanfall and Battlefield uh, yeah, we, we started off on Battlefield for a bit and then uh, hitched over to Titanfall I had a really good night on Titanfall actually uh, probably be doing that again soon very good very good um Someone's shopping list is now appearing on my <laughs> my show notes. Very good. What's KY? Jelly. Clarky. What? What's KY that you've written here? I've written KY. Forget it. Obviously, you're on the ball. What a amazing... I know. Oh, oh, right, yeah. Very well, good. Oh, well, I, did write, I did write the bananas. You could, could have tied it in with that, couldn't you, in a way? Move on. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing, absolutely amazing! Oh, oh god! Oh, oh fuck it! Whatever. Listen to the other shows: um, mm. Kev, Steve, Anna, and Bouncy. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had a go at me the other day. I listened to his show the other day. He was moaning because I was. I said that I didn't think this live show bit worked. And he said, well, you didn't hear the bloody live show. And then said... Nobody could hear the live show. <laughs> because it was a mess. He had a right go saying, oh, I can't believe it. To be fair, they did start the live show half an hour early. And they said, so we all thought we'd get some food in. And then go back in. And they finished it by the time our food had been delivered. Well, to, to be fair, they did come through and say they wanted to speak to us. But we were all we were all eating and we weren't bothered. 
better planning required for next, it's next all right, year's chaps, event. I've signed us up for a live show for the next one. All right. Okay, we better start writing that then. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll look forward to pulling John's MacBook off the table. That won't, that won't be happening. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm going to be taking any more gear to MGPX. It's, it's a fucking ball. You said this last year. Yeah, he did. He definitely did. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, Twitter. Yeah, you can tweet. You can follow the show at MGPX. Uh, not MGPX. At oh, M- at M- falling apart. MGP bits. You can follow me for if you really want to, at UK Evil Homer. I'm at Clarky Snap. I'm at 5C74. And hopefully some of you will come back next week. Um, I'm specifically talking to you two, actually, because I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not sure I will. And no, I probably will. I probably will. I'll be up in Peterborough. I've got to stop having these Mondays from home. The bloody Boiler Man came round again today. Said there's, she calls it? Says there's nothing wrong with our bloody... Says there's nothing wrong with the hot water, but we never seem to get any bloody hot water. I don't know what's going on. Fucking thing. Yeah, yeah Proton to come and have a look at yeah. it. Oh, yeah, he's, he's gas registered now, isn't he? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he lives in Peterborough. Whatever. I'm sure he'll somewhere. do it for the right price. Yeah. Um, shall we all say goodbye? <laughs> yeah, please. Please. <laughs> please, John, let's go. Please go at your at your leisure. See you later, everyone. Bye. Bye. Fucking <laughs> <Dreadful. laughs> <Get> hell, <out>, John. <laughs> <Dreadful>. <laughs>